0: Welcome to Their Very Best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert, professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And tonight, I'm joined again by my bass player, Chris Enghauser, to share wild, unsolicited opinions about Bela Fleck. Chris, welcome back, man. Greetings. Good to be back, Waldron. So, I'm going to set the table real quick. I hope you're feeling strong, because you're going to have to carry me through this whole thing, because I am not very well prepared. It's going to be a tour episode for Bela Fleck. Thanks for getting ready for this one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, I feel like like I'm really out of my depth here. Uh, We're doing bluegrass stuff, and probably not just bluegrass, but like... We're doing a lot of stuff that's... I mean, I love Bela Fleck, but I don't really know... I don't know much. Well, have you listened to any bluegrass? Are you, are you familiar with any of this stuff? Not very much. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not opposed, but I, I'm not like... I don't really know my way around it. And that's why this is a tour and not a three-by-three, three, right? Yeah. So, but you wanted to have some boundaries around this episode. It wasn't going to be just all Bela Fleck, right? You wanted early Bela Fleck.
1: You know, bluegrass is a very specific thing. It's a it's a, a bluegrass band and has vocals and it's built around the song. And there's always a banjo. Yeah. But there's a lot of other, you know, the other genre really, and that is, is called fiddle music or old time. Okay. And that's often more instrumental. And there's not a lot of singing in that. So when you start blurring those lines, you kind of had bluegrass, old time together. And I think that's where things get mixed up where we start adding these different genres like jazz, this really wild improvisational bluegrass, old time kind of stuff. And I got to play a lot of that in Nashville and here in Athens a bunch too. So I played a lot of this stuff.
0: I should say for the, for the uh, very Besties, which is what we call the people who listen to the their very best podcast. I should let them know that because usually I say total amateurs, unsolicited opinions. You're not an amateur. You're a professional bassist. And so I want to make that qualification so everybody knows they're dealing with a real pro instead of some clown. Just just me. <laughs> okay, thanks, pal.
1: When we started talking about Bela Fleck, I thought we could focus on this little string of records that he had, his studio records, before the Fleck tones. I started listening to this stuff and I thought it was the coolest stuff I'd ever heard. I was just figuring out jazz and getting into all that at the same time and this kind of came along and I couldn't get enough of it.
0: What years are we talking about here? Mid to late 80s. Okay.
1: These records are 79 to 88. Okay. Alright, so the first of these Spain. Bela Fleck, Spain. Chickuria, Spain. You're familiar with Chickaria, Spain, right? Chicaria, you're gonna recognize it when you hear it. This is the uh, the little intro.
0: It's so modal. Which one is that? Phrygian? It's it's so Spain mode that it, it all sort of smashes together for me, I think. Yeah, this is Chick
1: Corea. It's one of his most famous pieces. All his young jazzers go through it at some point. And that's Jerry Douglas, son of Dobro. You know Dobro it's 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 like a guitar that's facing upward and you play with a yeah, yeah. slot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This blew
1: my mind when I first heard this. I just thought it was so cool. Acoustic instruments playing chacharia and killing it.
0: one so do we tell the very besties do we give them the story about how you didn't really want to do Bela Fleck because you've worked with Bela Fleck in the past and you thought maybe I don't want to trample on that relationship
1: well I wouldn't say really a relationship but I got to know him a little bit while I was in Nashville and got to play a couple jam sessions with him and then in a couple big shows with Jeff Coffin wow It was great, man. He was the coolest guy in the world.
0: Well, Mary and I here in Portland, Maine, saw Bela Fleck and his wife playing a couple of years ago on some kind of tour. I don't know who told me this. It might have been Tim Vail, the drummer from our band from when we were kids. He said that when you were living in Nashville, whenever Bela Fleck wanted to play jazz, he would call you because you were the only person in town who knew how to walk on an upright bass. That that is a really stretching of any
1: trees, man. That is not true. There's a a lot of great bass players in Nashville.
0: Well, when I heard that I was really impressed. So don't He
1: he grew up with a drummer, Tim Pollard, that wanted to have these jam sessions Nashville drummer and he wanted to start these jam sessions and invite his old high school buddy Bela Fleck who was great and he wanted to kind of cross some worlds and so that's how I first met Bela and I did these couple jam sessions at his house but it was later that I got to be really close with Jeff Coffin and then Jeff was putting these big shows together with Bela and Victor Wooten on electric and me on upright bass. Oh dude. Chester Thompson on drums and Chris Walters this great Nashville piano player. It's this this just this this, ma- this massive all star band, and I was back there just hanging off your dear life on the upright bass while these guys were just killing it. It was very fun, very very memorable.
0: So Wooten,
1: you know who Victor Wooten is, right? The yeah, player? I
0: do. But that's what's confusing to me because like you've already got a bassist there. I yes, guess well, he's like you classify him as a bassist, but he's not exactly like laying down the <laughs> the background. That guy's amazing. He's amazing. Well,
1: yeah, he's forget about it. We did some creative things. We'd take turns during a tune. You know, if it was a swing thing, you know, we'd trade bass lines off. Or we'd play at the same time, and I would kind of do my thing, and he would be doing this wizardry over top. I don't know what the heck he was doing, but it was very wild. I
0: kind of feel like it might work to have, like, a straight-ahead bassist down below and then a Victor Wooden playing all kinds of whatever he's doing on top of that and sort of venturing down into the lower register when he dares.
1: Yeah, and then he uh, he was able to come over to the upright bass and play on the top two strings while I was playing in the bottom two. Strings. Oh, that's wild, dude! And uh, now did, and he, was yeah. that
0: a performance that happened? Because I would like to have seen that. Yeah, we did a couple of them
1: <laughs> in this place called I don't think it exists anymore called Cafe Milano in Nashville. It was a big listening room. It was a great place. Yeah, it's pretty memorable. How many tunes do you think I have, I get to have?
0: You get six songs, so... You six? Perfect.
1: Okay, I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay, this next album is called Natural Bridge. Okay,
0: Natural Bridge. In the song, Flexibility.
1: <laughs> now, I didn't just pick all the jazzy sounding stuff.
0: When you're doing a tour, it's tough because you got to pick stuff that's sort of representative of, like, a span of several years, because otherwise you're going to leave something behind. Yeah. Are you able to talk about what's happening on the actual banjo? Because, I mean, if in case that the audience didn't pick it up yet, because a lot of people may not be familiar with Bela Fleck.
1: Some swinging shit, isn't it? It's good. I mean, listen—the the, the mandolins, the guitar's playing a two and four, walking bass, and, and he's—this is bebop, essentially, man. With acoustic instruments, these guys know what they're doing, man, and its all there.
0: I mean they're doing a lot of like um shifting the mode and shifting the key of the moment like it's all very jazz stuff who is it fiddle
1: not sure. There's three fiddlers on this record. Ricky Skaggs, Mark O'Connor, and Sam Bush. And Daryl Anger. Okay, that's who that is. That's gotta be Daryl Anger playing the fiddle.
0: God, listen to these guys, man. the guitar. That's what I thought, but... Acoustic guitar, that's the problem. That's that's why I'm so confused, is because usually if you hear a thing like that happening, it's some like fat jazz guitar and not like somebody playing a Martin acoustic thing or whatever.
1: Harp. There's nothing that Baylor can't play on that dang banjo. You know, he famously says that. When he was getting into playing, there was nobody playing his instrument that he could go, you know, learn in a book or anything. So he had this instrument that nobody else was playing this stuff on. So he just transcribed everything. So he spent so much time transcribing music, transcribing everything from bebop to who knows what. He literally can play
0: any style and anything that comes into his brain on that instrument. It's crazy. He's a real virtuoso, and that's some jazz stuff right there. Yeah, it's not exactly the bluegrass that I expected. You know, I expected a lot of bluegrassy bluegrass. Okay, good. And maybe we'll get there. No, uh, no.
1: We're not going to get to bluegrassy bluegrass. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's part of the part of this tour. Okay. Is he's taken that bluegrass and his knowledge of all that into another direction and? single-handedly i think he's not the only one dave grishman and that guy playing fiddle right there daryl Langer. he's an, has been doing a very similar thing but Bela's Bela like man okay next record yep deviation and i had all of these on vinyl and they i misplaced and they're gone somewhere I've moved so many um, times. I lost some records along the way, and I lost all my vinyl. vinyl Fleck.
0: I actually did hear this one. I was doing a little homework before before this episode, very little, and I remember hearing this. Okay, so this
1: got electric bass, which is John Cowan, which is an amazing vocalist. He's the vocalist for the group band Newgrass Revival. And his drums So so he's, he's into another direction It's Kenny Malone playing drums Bela Fleck using all yeah. Pat Flynn on guitar, Sam Bush, mandolin John Cowan bass, Kenny Malone on drums Mark O'Connor, Jerry Douglas, The superstars Still
0: There's so many strings, you've got the banjo You've got your guitar, you've got yeah. uh, From time to time there's mandolin happening Yeah To play that tight in unison that line isn't straightforward that's not just like it's not just like a little uh pattern on the scales right they're mixing it up quite a bit yes that's wild agreed I mean, it's enough to make me just not ever want to play guitar again, you know.
1: (laughs) And, And you know, another thing about these albums, I've never come across anybody that ever mentions or talks about these records. I've never said, oh, I know The Deviation.
0: It's one of my favorite records. Never heard anybody talk about this stuff. Were you familiar with this stuff when you first met Bela Fleck? Yes I mean when I met him
1: he was a hero man and, and I, I was I was I was trying not to be a
0: dork <laughs> He was a hero. I mean you did it and you stood up to the moment and you clearly you performed well otherwise you wouldn't have been invited to jam you know on stage but I mean you must have been super intimidated.
1: It was it was a very interesting experience getting to to hang with with somebody I really felt was a hero, and at one point I asked him because he the Flectones were taken off the Flectones were a whole different thing, and I asked him I said I told him how much I dug all these these original records and I said you got to get back to that kind of with the band because the Flectones you know what that's built of you know it's electric bass and the drum machine and harmonica is very different. And he's like, yeah, man, I I think I'm going to get back to that one of these days. You know, I I love that you like those records. And and sure enough, man, you know, after a few albums with the Flecktones, he started doing more acoustic records. And he did this series of Tales from the Acoustic Planet, getting back to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now, you know, he's doing this stuff with his wife, which is very old-timey. There's nothing he hasn't done, man.
0: I like that one, and I remember it from when I did a little bit, of, little bit of research.
1: My hope was that I would turn you on to some stuff here, and I think I'm doing that. Yeah. Okay, next album yeah, yeah. is an album called Double Time, where he did duets with most of these guys and some other folks. And Blowdown on Double Time is him, him and uh, Edgar Meyer.
0: Tell me about Edgar Meyer, who's that? He's the
1: bass player of Planet Earth right now, still. Classically trained, Edgar Meyer's just classically trained guy who could play Bach suites on the top part of the bass, perfectly in tune. He's just an absolute virtuoso, but he also came through this acoustic world where he was playing with all these guys, and I became a big fan of Edgar
0: Meyer. So this is a blues, dude. It's a blues. (laughs) Cool. Even though these guys are clearly like super virtuosos, and especially Bella Fleck, like you almost never hear him playing when it isn't fast. But this is just a slow, low-down kind of blues, and they're both taking their time with it, and I think that's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Check this out. Check this out.
0: like that. You hear it and think, oh, this is somebody playing fiddle. How's he doing it? Is it harmonics? Like, I don't know how you get a note that high without playing harmonics, right?
1: There's some there's some tricks he's doing a little bit, but he's generally just playing that way up on the fingerboard and he's he, he was the only guy, in my opinion, on earth that was doing that kind of stuff. And of course, he's inspired tons of people to be able to take solos. He's all over. He's all over country records just as a soloist. On on hit records, people think they're hearing a violin solo and it's, right. and it's yeah. Edgar Meyer back there playing. He's, he's truly a, a freak of nature. It's a wonder these guys all find each other, right? <laughs>
0: So far, I like that best of all. Oh, that's your favorite. Nice slow yeah. down blues. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. sort of my it's my mo here on the podcast. As I like the uh, low tempo kind of stuff.
1: All right, moving on.
0: Perplexed. Ooh, some vibes. On the album Inroads. All right. you can tell how they mic'd it they mic'd it really? from the perspective of the audience because the high notes are on the right oh yeah oh man that's so good i wouldn't have thought of that no the the high the high notes are coming through on the left yeah and so you know they're being played on the right but you can tell that like they put two mics on the vibes and then just sort of spread them apart and Let it happen. Who's playing the vibes, do you know?
1: Kirby Shelstad. He's a drummer and a vibraphone player. And you know what, man? A lot of these bluegrass bands, in the 90s, there was a a a little slew of bluegrass bands with drummers all of a sudden and I'm not saying this is why some of the (laughs) stuff that Bela was doing uh, or this genre and other people were doing it too
0: I don't know how you'd call this bluegrass like you you can hear it but like the harmony is not at all bluegrass like this is a weird harmony like this is a jazz this is you'd have to call it a jazz harmony right because I don't know where else you'd put it
1: yeah where else would you put it Now, I could have picked six songs that were chill and down, too. You know, if you get inspired to check out any one of these records, you'll find... uh,
0: Is there something slow down and slow on this album?
1: Well, there's one that I really love. Which one? On this album called The Old Country. He's got some really beautiful ballads and things like this that are, like, you'll hear Huh? that's edgar on basis of course
0: it sounds like a uh, like eastern european folk tune or something yeah
1: just sort of with these instruments and all the way there
0: I wonder why he stuck with banjo so much because like he wants to play so many different things and so many notes like you kind of feel like he probably could could have been also a guitarist and also a mandolin and also whatever else but he just kept on playing banjo and the same like he doesn't do the well hammer claw thing no man no,
1: it, he's, he's one of those musicians. It's like giving Charlie Parker a tenor section. It just doesn't make <laughs> okay. sense. He's supposed to be playing. I can't imagine it with any others.
0: Now, I'm wondering if you're going to play the one tune that I had. I don't think you are.
1: The next record, which is kind of the last out of the series, I think he did a couple other things, and then he started releasing the Flectones, and he goes gets back to a little more traditional bluegrass. So this last one is a little more straight-up bluegrass. Okay, what do you got? Called Natchez Trace on the album Drive. so fun to play man and it's Two-tip not easy
0: playing um i
1: was going say it's not easy you think it's easy it's so crooked and it moves all the time
0: yeah you're right this is back to yeah bluegrass but it's not just like straight up bluegrass like this harmony is not i don't know what to call it and it's instrumental there's nobody singing dobro again
1: yep jerry douglas
0: Know if i'm accustomed to hearing octaves played on a slide guitar instrument like i don't know how it's tuned when it's a dobro
1: i don't even know how he tunes i don't know how it's tuned it's tony rice i think you know what tony rice is no famous acoustic guitar picker
0: do you think he will jam with baila fleck again chris
1: I don't know, who knows. He came to Athens. He came to Athens because he brought... Hugh was doing his, uh, his symphony that he wrote, a banjo concerto. And Audrey was about... I don't know how old she was. And I took her over there to meet him, and I I, I caught him back in his green room and got to chat with him a little while, and Audrey got to meet him. I don't know if she remembers it, but... He's the nicest guy in the world, man. He'll talk to you all day long.
0: Pretty cool, dude. So, is it decided for Bella Fleck? Now this is their very best. You have to choose their very best song and album for this whole period within the boundaries that we're talking about. Pre-Fleck Tones. That'd be hard, but uh, I, I think
1: when I, when I started checking out this list again and kind of reliving how much I love this stuff, my two favorite records were Deviation and Double Time. Okay. And Double Time, like I said, if you, if you want to check out if I were to pick one for you, it's just like, okay, you got into this stuff, you want to try and listen to this. Put on double time. They're duets. I think everything on there are duets, and they're just very creative, beautiful
0: tunes. Okay. So should we call that their very best album then for this period of time, or?
1: But I think Deviation is the best one. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: you also have to pick a very best song, Chris. I got to pick a best song? Yeah, because it's got to go in the big playlist. You know, there's a giant playlist of all of their very best songs from every episode.
1: Uh, (laughs) That tune we listen to with the vibes? Yeah. Perplexed. I think that got a lot of recognition. I would think that that one might have to go on top. Okay. Vibraphone and banjo and... I mean, come on. It's very cool.
0: So thank you for proclaiming. And I just need to (laughs) read my copy here. Uh, I don't actually have copy to read anymore because it sounds weird, but, you know, what I do is I ask everybody please get in touch, leave a review on whichever thing you're using to listen to this podcast, and you can send email. I like email because I'm old. You can send email to contact at theirverybest.com or if you think we got it wrong, you can send email to wrong at theirverybest.com, Chris. It'll come straight to me. (laughs) And I just want to thank you again, man, for coming back. I think you might be the only the second person to come back and do another.
1: Oh, wow. I'm honored.
0: Yeah. And so, like, let's do another one. Let's do another soon, okay? This is very fun, and I'm glad you called me for another one. All right. We're going to do more of these episodes, so watch out. We'll be offering more wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron, and thanks for listening to Their Very Best.